the worst way to reward an employee is with a cash bonus that is not tied to anything specific that they have little control over. If you bonus cash to an employee and label it as something specific like a Christmas bonus, they most likely will expect the same or more the following year. Also, a downside of the ambiguity of a cash bonus is that the employee isn't sure how they should perform to get it again. Today, we're going to give some ideas on how to reward employees in a way that will boost overall engagement, morale, and your profits. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets. This is CJ Burnett and Tom Seco. We're financial advisors, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the hosts of this podcast, the Smarter Vet Podcast. Our mission is to provide education to veterinarians like you so they can get clarity, take control of their finances, feel confident, and experience contentment. If you're listening for the first time, make sure to go check out our website. We got a lot of other great resources like our race CEs, assessments, videos, articles, always looking to create more. And if you have some ideas of things that you think we should create, send us a message on our website. We'd be happy to take it into consideration. And also too, if you haven't rated us or written us a review, we'd love to hear from you to see what you think about the show and just so we can know how we're doing. Uh, and if you don't listen to us on Apple, uh, go check us out on Facebook and do the same. All right, so this is the third of a four-part series that we're doing on different options for recruiting, rewarding, and retaining employees in your veterinary practice. Sounds like fun. You, yeah, I mean, I, I, <clears throat> the three R's, right? R, R. Like think of the pirates. So if you're curious about recruiting options, make sure to listen to our last episode. Go back, watch, listen to that one. But today, we're going to discuss creative ways on how to acknowledge and recognize your employees without the standard, like, generic bonuses that are given at the holiday party. Yeah, are you one of those people that have a practice that you're doing that? Because I know sometimes, you know, we can feel a little guilty ourselves of just doing something like that, too, because it's like, it feels like it's a good thing. But well, is it really, really sometimes it's easy. It is. Right? Easy. It's easy. Like, I don't have to, you know, we had a good year. Like, let's just bonus our employees, but we don't really have anything tied to it because you know it's just easy to just say here here's an extra christmas bonus and that way you know the employees we feel are are going to be happy for it and, and it's going to be something that can kind of i don't know at least boost morale temporarily but it usually is very temporal yeah well money money it's interesting is like it's, it's not always the fulfillment of happiness there's a lot of studies on this too where they say like when someone makes a certain amount of income then their their happiness kind of tapers off or doesn't really increase much I think it does a, a pretty darn good job sometimes. However, there are ways to take it that next level. And the idea when it comes to rewarding people, and as we've touched on already, I'm sure you've heard this a couple of times now, is that we want to look to recognize people in a way to where it helps engage and motivate them to want to work harder and more. So when you reward someone, it's not just to say, hey, we've done good this year, here's some money. It's meant to say, hey, how do I make you more excited? How do I make you want to do more? And that's the idea of when we want to reward someone, that's the whole purpose for it. Right. A boost morale, boost culture. And, and, you know, it's funny how you say the money is different because I'll never forget Dan Irely. He goes through that book, uh, predictably irrational. He goes through that experiment where mm -hmm. he put $6 bills on a plate, 
wrapped it in saran wrap and left it in a, in a community fridge at a college dorm. And he came back the next day and all $6 were still on the plate. And then he took a six pack of Coke, takes it to the dorm, leaves it in the fridge, comes back the next day. There's no Coke left. The six pack was gone. Right. So it just shows like how people are like, well, money, money was in the fridge and they just, it looked weird. Probably was awkward. Right. They like, you're like, why is, why did someone put money in a fridge? Almost looks like a trap maybe, but like no one touched the money, but there was a six pack of Coke and it was gone. That's so, interesting. you know, the moral of that story was don't leave your Coke in a community form <laughs> uh, for college students. Oh, I think also the other, other part of that too, is it really shows that it's not really about the the aspect of money, but it's really what right. it does. It's what it's it the, does. It yeah. bought the Coke it's, and people wanted right. the Coke. They didn't want the money. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is and interesting. I think rewarding can be approached the same way, right? Like, yes. What is that thing that we can provide them beyond just money? And when we're looking at the reward type thing, the whole idea with the results that we want to get from rewarding people is we're, we're looking to increase the culture. We want to have a great culture and have a more bonded group of people to where it has a, it builds more of a community type feeling. And then it can help you boost your profits. It can help you increase the, the amount of income that your business practice is making. It helps increase the value of your practice. Like all of those things are very important. And, it, and if it's not doing both, then we, you probably want to reevaluate, right? Because it, mm-hmm. it needs to serve both the group, the community, as well as the business, because obviously higher profits leads to uh, uh, more opportunity to do more things with more money. Absolutely. And today, you know, we're, we're not going to really get too much in the, the, the nitty gritty on how to do more with your money from the aspect with your practice. But maybe one of these days, I think we have an episode. If not, we'll have to create one for you. Uh, but just to jump into like, let's talk about some of the common reward options that are out there that we see time and time again. And earlier we had touched on like, there's those cash bonuses. They're very commonly given, uh, they're the easiest to do. So like holiday time comes around, Christmas comes around, maybe each month we've had some practice owners out there where they basically just say, Hey, the practice did really well this month. We did more than usual. Here's more money. And it's a cool way to do it. And it's kind of like, it reminds me of Oprah where she's like, everyone, you get a car and you get a car. And it's like, really, does that, how long does that euphoric feeling last? Not long. Yeah. It's like, you get the car. Like I remember when I forgot my first brand new car, I was like, I was to the moon. And then I think after a few months, it kind of diminished off. And then I got another new car and it just didn't feel the same anymore. And it's like, is that cash bonus really doing what you want it to do? Right. Is this, is it sustaining a, a level of commitment and a level of a sense of community and a sense of loyalty to the business? Or is it just kind of like, okay, great. My, my employer gave me an extra X amount of dollars for Christmas and you blow it at, you know, the gap, <laughs> and then, you know, you, maybe you fix tire, you get new tires and you're like, oh, well, you know, so much for the money. Right. Um, well, what's so, so interesting about that too, is that once you give it the first year, it's usually expected again the next year. Right. And then the next year. And then the next year. And it's usually, and it's got to be more, right? It like it can't to. be the same because, you know, inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that God forbid inflation, huh? Well, and then also you have uh, a lot of people do profit share, right? They, they, you know, they take a certain amount of percentage of profits and then they dole it out to employees and employees are grateful for it for, you know, for the a temporal amount of time. Right. But then it's always like, if the next year, if the profits, if there isn't the same thing the next year, then they start wondering like, well, is the business not doing as well? 
mm-hmm. or is the owner just deciding to now withhold profits, whereas before they wouldn't give it out right now. So now, now some people are starting to question like what's going on inside the business that we were getting these profit shares and now we're not like there, there was, right. there was a certain amount of money that was paid to us and now we're not. So, you know, if you can, if you can tie to, if they have a direct impact on profits somehow, if you can tie something like a metric that they have control over to the profitability of the company in some specific way, then that, that would probably be a more, uh, a better way to reward them because it's ongoing and they know what they have to do. Like there's a specific thing that they have to accomplish and they know that if they do that thing, then there will be more money on the other side of that because that, that then motivates them on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm to accomplish something. Yeah. We want to help you all think out of the box today. So you might hear some things that we're going to talk about and you're going to be like, well, what do you mean by this? And you know, rewards doesn't always mean like we talked on, it isn't always just about money. It can be. Uh, but when we reward people, you know, the biggest thing when CJ was just talking about with metrics is that you can either make them by a specific person. So if you're the type of owner or the, the environment culture that you've created within your practice has been designed that each person has a responsibility, then maybe you have you would tie something to their overall performance by doing something in particular within the business that you track. Uh, or if you're more of the all-encompassing and you want to create more of a group type environment, it could be like, let's say a group of veterinary technicians. It could be the veterinarians in the practice, receptionists. Like it could be However, if you want to make it more of a group feeling, you can create something like that as well. So I don't know if there's any examples you might have, CJ, that you want to share, like what we could do. Well, you know, I, we're going to share a lot of examples as we get further on in this in this episode, and I just don't think we have enough time to go through everything that's available, the stories that are that are behind it. But you know, I think one thing to take away: if you can do it by person or by department, and you know that it should be a, per, a specific performance metric that they can control maybe what you can do is also make it a collective group idea or conversation, right? And not necessarily take take the things that we're going to talk about today uh, purely as like, I need to do this, but rather just take these concepts and start thinking about how could we, how could you match it to your people? Like, don't feel shy asking your people uh, what, Simple. you know, what kind of things that they want, right? Tom, you even had a conversation with somebody about uh, a, a specific thing that they did that, yeah. that they asked their people about. Like, go ahead and give us that story. Yeah, it was, it's it's interesting. Like sometimes it's the the things that might seem so simple. You know, you just blatantly just go out there and you ask them, like, what would you want? <laughs> How would you like to be rewarded? And it's so interesting. A practice owner that we talked to a while ago, she asked them. She was like, Hey, what would you like? And they came back. And this is probably one of the most out of their things that you'd probably think of. They wanted a all you can eat kind of popcorn bucket at the movie theater. (laughs) So if they hit a certain metric in the business for the next six months, they were going to get as much popcorn as they could possibly eat at the movie theater. (laughs) And it was, are you you a popcorn guy? You like popcorn? I do. I like the movie theater butter and you put some, uh, you put the extra butter on top of it, you know, when you're the movies. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not even, that's like, that's, that's popcorn with your butter. It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> I, I like my popcorn to swim in the butter <laughs> and get it nice and soggy. Yeah. Eat it with you a gotta, spoon. No, you got to eat it quick. Oh. You know, 
so you first, like what's so interesting about the movie theater, you've, I always try to start off eating one piece at a time. And then after a little bit, I'm like, this is annoying. So then I start grabbing handfuls. <laughs> at a time. And then by the time you know what, you had this big bucket and you're like, holy cow, I've already eaten a lot of this in 15 minutes. Yeah. You start, you lift the bucket up and yeah. you start drinking like, like it's like, like it's a drink, right? You yeah. just start shoveling it in your mouth. Well, yeah, you it's... like, like a tequila drink too. You can put some, uh, some salt around the, the rim <laughs> of it too. <laughs> so, just totally kidding <laughs> gosh the butter the salt this is yeah it could be bad if you're not careful <clears throat> so an extra day off during the month could be something that you could offer your employees right maybe maybe you could uh, offer them saturdays off for a whole month as a reward for something specific that they do that obviously is tied to a metric and and going to have some sort of of impact on profits whether it be increasing revenue or decreasing expenses right it, however way you get to an increased amount of profit doesn't really matter also, maybe they can leave early every day for a week or for a particular amount of time. So, you know, offering time off is also valuable where like it's it's kind of like PTO, but not exactly like PTO. But, you know, you could pay them for that time off and just code it in the system as, as a particular type of reward where they're getting paid, but they're not necessarily working. Absolutely. Another one you could do is you can do a vegetable party because we all want to be so super happy. I'm just kidding. It could be like a pizza party too. We were thinking about this a little bit. Like if they do really well, you could buy, buy them lunch, buy lunch for the entire group for the day. Yeah, pizza is just so carby. Like there's so many be. carbs in pizza. I don't know. I mean, Maybe I, it's my pizza is the full encompassing meal though. I mean, you've got the bread, you've got the, <laughs> the vegetables, you've got the cheese, you get the meat. Like I, pizza is my favorite meal. So, I mean, it is, it is really delicious, but <laughs> I, you know, I, when I eat it, like I end up, you know, getting pizza face afterwards. Yeah. Right. That's maybe that's TMI. I don't know, but yeah. So when it comes to health and wellness, maybe even rewards uh, for hitting a certain health goal that they have, maybe, maybe what you're rewarding them for is not necessarily something that's going to increase the profits directly, but rather just helping your employees uh, live better lifestyles, right? You could maybe bonus them on the number of steps that they take per day, or how many times they did some sort of exercise during the week, like tennis, basketball, pickleball. I, I, I never, I've never played pickleball, but I keep hearing people. It's like this new thing that I keep hearing more and more about that people are doing. I think it's like a, it's like a, it's like a tennis, I guess, um, you know, racquetball or jogging, or if they, you know, if you had a, a 5k that people could run, cause you can go to a 5k and not run. You can just do, you can just walk it. Right. You, so you don't necessarily have to run or swimming. That's, that's even, that's even good. Right. So maybe you can, you know, reward people on how many times they exercise or just, just to allow for a more, you know, healthy, like lifestyle for your employees is an idea, right? It's not, it's definitely not for every practice. Um, mm -hmm. is definitely should be used in context and always remember that sometimes each person should be thought of as how this is done because, you know, there are certain types of health problems that people like adrenal fatigue and things like that, where if you do certain types of exercises, you could actually be hurting yourself. So, you know, you, you I know that's very few people are going to know if they suffer from adrenal fatigue, if they haven't gone to a physician and seen and seen people about it, but it's just something that we've heard people kind of think about doing or, or do themselves. And it's an interesting concept, although I don't know, I don't know, you know, definitely for a specific small group of, of practices that are out there that can probably do this in a, on a successful level. Right. And, and if you're looking, if you're listening to this right now and you're kind of stuck, you're like, well, if I do something like this, like, how would I, how would I reward them? And I think the easiest thing, going back to what we mentioned a bit minute ago, ask them like, 
how would you how would you like to be rewarded? Uh, it could be something as simple as like I know a long time ago they were doing a program through our company where they were giving Fitbits. You did so much exercise for a little bit, and like it just encouraged exercise more. I don't know. Maybe there's something different that people want, but it's always yeah, the, good to the, ask. Yeah, the health insurance company was doing like they it was. It was, they gave us Fitbits and then they said, if you, if there's certain things that you did, then they would give you a lower health insurance premium. Yeah. If I remember correctly. This was like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it, apparently it wasn't that successful because they never did it again, <laughs> but, but maybe, maybe you could be better at it. I don't know. There is going to be an episode at some point that we're going to do around culture and, and recognition and shaming. So keep in mind, like, I think that when it comes to health and wellness and doing these particular types of rewards, there's, there's certain things that you, for certain parameters that you want to be aware of to not cross uh, when it comes to boundaries, because there are certain things that I've seen people do that have almost been a form of shaming. Brene Brown has a great book out there around shame, like the, the idea of shame and the culture of shame. So like, be aware, like go read that book if you're really interested, because I, I think that when you have a particular type of recognition that you give certain employees, it can also feel like a shaming mechanism for the people that maybe didn't hit their goal or, or those kinds of things. So just, just, I think definitely be aware of that. We'll do another podcast on around that. So if you, you know, subscribe to our podcast, keep listening to us. And, uh, and I know at some point you'll, you know, you'll catch that episode. It's just something to throw out there though. Mm-hmm. Some, some, so like with some other thoughts that come into play too, and it, it was a great point that you bring up there, CJ, is that, you know, you can do learning, like higher learning. It could be symposiums, maybe certain certificates, degrees, maybe they want to have some leadership type stuff they want to get involved into. Uh, you just kind of leave it open for interpretation. Let them be able to decide based off of some kind of performance that they did, or there's paid trips, vacations, <laughs> Uh, I think we all love a chance to get away to go do something. Even if it's just some, a vacation could be just going somewhere local or it could be traveling somewhere else or uh, a retreat. So maybe if the business does a certain amount of business then, uh, or everyone as a collective team was able to do something, you bring the whole entire group out and you can use it more as a, a community building and a, a, a way to be able to enhance the culture more, have people to get to know each other better. Maybe that can also be able to improve things. So once you design this, bring them out for a retreat. Could be something you'd like to do. One thing that's consistent is that what I've noticed is that you don't get quality time without quantity time. Mm -hmm. Like you have to spend a good, like everyone kind of should have a certain amount of time that they spend together outside of the business and, and whether it be retreats, whether it be, you know, everyone go bowling one night, like just those things outside of the the practice now. And if you've tried them before and the people in your practice haven't been receptive to it and they haven't really come to an event, I just highly encourage you to maybe do another one. Keep doing them. Like make, like, cause eventually what will, it will work out. I'd say probably by the third or the fourth one, because I know that some practice owners have said, you know, I've, I've tried to do certain things like that. And then I invite everybody and then like, no one can make it because everyone's got kids and they're busy and whatnot. And it's like, well, good. Then just reschedule it. Yeah. Right. Be consistent. And, and I think eventually people are going to say, okay, you know, there's never a good time. And well, I would you think you'd also an opportunity. They, they make, they may eventually come. You should also at the same time, maybe try to add some excitement behind it. Cause it's not like it's just something that's happening, but it's more of like, you know, this is a big deal. Like it's a, a, a way for us all to connect. Well, yeah. And if, and if you, you said, Hey, we're going to go out bowling, let's all, let's all go bowling. 
and no one in your practice likes bowling. Yeah. <laughs> that might be, might be why no one's showing up, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe make it a family event, you know, do, do something and invite everyone with their families. Yeah. Um, because I know that, especially with people who have, you know, small children or even kids who are under 13, having a, a, a something to do as a family, as well as a community is, can be very helpful. It could be. The last, the last thing I'd say we're going to mention for today, and this would probably be one of my favorites, is a, a year supply of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Sounds so bizarre, doesn't it? And at the same time, though, it could be like, wow, I get coffee for an entire year. And, you know, think of it, and maybe this might be a little bit more extreme than you want to be, but, you know, $2.50 for a medium cup of coffee over the course of an, 365 days in a year, it could be just over $900 that this reward is like, it's pretty significant. If you wanted to do something, it could be motivate them in a way that makes them want to work harder because they love coffee. Or maybe you could switch out with Starbucks, whatever you want to do. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, although Starbucks, you're know, probably going to need to increase it. the number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I go to, I go to Starbucks and always walk out thinking like, really? Yep. <laughs> you, you feel like you just got robbed, right? Like, a little bit. I mean, it's not, you know, <laughs> just, granted, like then I take a sip of that. And you're like beautiful, oh. gorgeous mocha. And it just, I don't know. I forget everything. It's like, all right, well, I'll be back tomorrow. Yep. Be back tomorrow. So there are many options that you can think of outside of this podcast. The thing is they're all good, right? Don't leave, don't take anything off of the, off of the options on the table, find something that can motivate and engage your employees and, and remember to keep that the purpose, the main purpose is to reward them, to help your culture gain momentum, gain connection, as well as increase profits and continue to drive the business forward, right? If it doesn't accomplish all of those things and you really want to reevaluate how you're rewarding employees, you know, a lot of the times business owners will waste a ton of money on reward programs that don't actually help do those things. So just get very focused, get incredibly narrow-minded on what you're going to do and and think and think and think and spend weeks and talk to people, talk to other business owners, talk to us, reach out to us. I mean, we're, we're here. Uh, reach out to us on our website and somebody from our team will get with you. And, we can brainstorm uh, you know, together. For sure. For sure. So don't forget to like the Smarter Vet podcast and the Facebook page. Uh, write us a review. And something that you can do right from here, if you're looking for something even more beyond just the employees or you're like, this is a good thought you're having, you know, again, contact us, reach out to us. We're happy to help. But one thing is go take our quick business assessment. There's a way that it will just give you a better overview of how you're handling your business. What are the steps you're taking right now? Uh, and you can find that by going to flvetadvisors.com forward slash test my business. And if you don't get that from here, again, it's flvetadvisors.com forward slash test my business. We'll have it in the description of the podcast as well. Quick five question assessment, give you some good direction and some clarity on how you're approaching things in your business. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Success, 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 success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
CJ Burnett and Tom Seiko are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seiko's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. 2021-123-804 expires July 2023.